Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. We are back on Your Tech Report. Thank you guys for being with us each and every single week. You're going to want to follow along on all our social media because we've got some some fun stuff coming up talking about an app that we introduced you guys to. If you don't already know about Mido, take a listen to an episode we did a couple weeks ago. We talked all about the app that I've been using to help establish budget, life, and information, and I guess financial Fluency, is that the word? We'll ask our next guest. Um, I have two guests on the line. I'm excited to welcome them both. We have the Chief Marketing Officer from Mido. Her name is Angelique de Montbrun. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Hello. And we have the pleasure of having another guest, which is great. Summer Huck is the head of data analytics at Mido. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Now, you know, we don't normally speak to the same company within a couple weeks time, but you guys teased something to me last time we were on, which was that you had a pretty important survey coming out in a couple months. And we are now here at the present day. The survey has come out and, and we're here to talk about the results of this. Before I even get into that, I want to remind people about the app because Mido is has become a very integral part of my family life. And I stumbled upon it. I really don't know how or why. I think it might have been uh, some kind of RBC thing that I saw on TV and I ended up clicking through and I, and I got there. And uh, yes, marketing worked out. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hands in the air. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason I started using it is because I've got two kids. My son is 12 going on 20. My daughter is uh, 10 going on 16. And I'm having a very hard time, especially with my son, teaching the value of money. And it's something that I, it's a struggle because I don't know how to do it properly because I was never taught properly and I've made mistakes that I don't want him to make. And I try to speak to him in a very matter of fact kind of conversational way like this saying, these are the mistakes that I've made. I don't want you to make those mistakes. If you put aside, you know, X amount of money right now from the moment that you start making money, you could have millions of dollars in your bank account if you, if you do this properly. And I, I was struggled and Mido is helping me get to that point. So the app is a tool and you guys can pipe in anytime you want and correct me, is a great tool to have multiple children on it, to give them their allowance based on tasks that they accomplish throughout the week. There's a, a, a fun component of it where they can use the app to learn about financial literacy. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and and I've added that to their tasks. Like if they do that, they even they 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 earn more. Um, and I've, uh, it's not a discipline tool in my house. It's an earnings tool that I, that I love using. And it's something that is constantly evolving since the last time, since we had an interview, you know, I think it was a couple months ago, not a couple weeks. Um, you know, we're now able to add multiple parents and, and et cetera, et cetera, things. I'm going to stop talking now. I'm going to let one of you take over and tell me, am I right in the way I described it? Is there something else we want to throw out there to remind people what it is? And then we can dive into the results. Yeah. And I love, I love how you've described it in the experience of your family, because I think what we found is that the experience of Mido can differentiate family to family, depending on their needs and wants and, you know, how they want to facilitate the experience of money. And that's really how we think about Mido is 
How do we enable families to be able to experience money in a, a new way, a digital way that can unlock the potential for greater conversations um, around money and you know, around mistakes that maybe we as parents have made that we don't want our kids to make or around uh, literacy components of how do you save? How do you spend? How do you think about the components of uh, financial literacy in a way that translates um, and engages the kids in your house so that they want to, to learn. And, um, and I think, you know, what you said is exactly our hope for, for Mido <laughs> is that families are taking it in and using it in the capacity that it serves them in their house. Um, and they're using it as a tool to build a relationship with their kids and with their kids and money that can help facilitate better, greater outcomes in the future. I should also add, of course, the, the 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 thing that I didn't mention, of course, is that it gives your kids a debit card that they can use with their smartphone. Yep. Um, it gives you access to everything they spend. When they spend it, you get a notification. So you don't even need a bank account here. It's a way you can reload their, their money every time. You link it to your own as an adult. You link it to your bank account if you want to, and you can add money to it. So it's way more than just budgeting. This is actually a tool that my son uses in school every day. He can go out to the mall now, and he can spend money. And if he needs something, I could send it to him immediately. So this is something that I feel that I'm not going to only use now, but I'm going to be using for the next probably 10 years of my life when they start traveling and going out and like, oh, dad, I need 20 bucks. No problem. I don't use cash anymore. This is a great way for me to do that without having to go through the rigmarole of going to the bank, opening the account, which again, it doesn't replace, but it still is a great useful tool for that. Yeah. And that's exactly it. And we often say, at least in my house, I, I have a 12 and a 13 year old and they'll text me like, mom, can you mito me money? Um, and like they forgot something, they forgot their school lunch and they need something at school or, um, they go to a concert, which are now predominantly cashless. And so they need a mechanism by which they can purchase and spend. And like I said, that communication line is open and they're able to also spend online, which, um, is unlike, you know, traditional debit cards. This really does help them, uh, access the things that they want in the world. And, and for us to be able to talk about those things. So you guys released this this survey, and I guess it's always very important to not only pull the audience, you know, the users of the app, but also to go out to the public. So you uh, you you enlisted Leger, obviously in Canada. Leger is one of the biggest. Uh, what's a pollster is, is the word? I guess the word. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of questions did you ask, and what were you trying to get out of it? Yeah, so we wanted to work to find greater understanding of the sentiment that Canadians parent that Canadian parents have towards money. Um, and so we really wanted to be able to, you know, better understand perceptions of money. Uh, and we asked a lot of questions around that. How do you feel towards money? Do you feel that you were equipped um, as a, a kid? Did your parents, were your parents transparent uh, with money and how they dealt with it? You know, similar to your comment prior, like a lot of mistakes are made because we're not having conversations and we're not talking about it. And what we found is more than 50% of Canadian parents feel that their parents were not transparent. And what this has created is uh, a lot of anxiety and negative sentiment towards money and people's relationship. Um, And so, you know, a lot of the survey was, was centering that and trying to better understand the relationship and how people felt about it. 
Yeah, I mean, I can. I mean, speaking from my perspective, it was. I, I mean, absolutely. Like, I definitely fall into that. I absolutely fall into that category, and it actually influenced the way I first approached money. I think it probably first happened when you know he wanted to buy something for a game. I mean, that's where it stems from with kids, right? Yeah. Is they want to buy something in a game, and I'm like, absolutely not. And eventually, you give in as a parent, and then you end up down this rabbit hole, and this it, it snowballs into something that you just didn't want it to be. And then, as a parent who doesn't know how to educate them. You go to anger, you go to frustration, and that's not the way to do it. That's just not the way to to impart any kind of positive lesson here, right? Yeah, and I think that there that's so much of, I mean, parenting generally. And then when we bring it down to finance and financial relationships, you know, we don't want to shame kids. We don't want to shame ourselves into, you know, the lessons that we're trying to learn. We ultimately want to be able to have that positive dialogue and frame it up in moments that matter. So a moment when your kid spends something and it, it doesn't feel good to them because maybe they like wasted their money and they want to buy something else. That's a really good moment to be able to just have a pause in a conversation. And um, that's really what, you know, we were trying to get at. What are those moments where people are finding themselves stuck um, and, and creating that negative sentiment um, so that, you know, we can formulate a bit of a response to that. And we do that, you know, through our experience. And so um, the survey was really intended for us to go beyond our, our current kind of uh, base or our, our current community. Um, and so we were able to survey 1,500 Canadian parents um, across Canada, except for Quebec, because we're not there yet, um, and, and really get a good sense of uh, how people are feeling. Summer, what kind of um, what, what were the takeaways that you got from it? Obviously, there's you know that that headline, which is you know more than fifty percent of, of Canadians feel that their parents didn't have that that information. But I'm sure there was so many other data points here that are not only influential in terms of just the financial literacy in general, but specifically affect you guys and how you're going to take that information and move forward with it. Yeah, well, you know what's really interesting and probably not surprising is that money carries a lot of stress for Canadians, and what I found. Really interesting is that shame, regret, and self-doubt, those were the three words people reflected on in terms of what they believed in terms of their money management skills, right? And particularly more for women and people of color. Uh, what I found really surprising was that 65% of women feel that their mental health was impacted by their you know, financial decisions and situation, right? So ultimately, if we want to you know, impact the generations to come, these anxieties are being passed down, right? And so we need to kind of help them early on. And this is why we're really excited about Mido because the survey even kind of implicated that, you know, parents believe in interactive learning, right? 88% of the parents yeah. said, you know, allowance-based activities, you know, things of that sort are going to actually teach kids versus, you know, just, you know, that learning module that we're kind of framed to learn in school. You know, as a, as a, you know, I guess at the core, you know, Mido's an app. It's an app that people can download that helps them do something. But you're unleashing and you're un unlocking so much information here that I think is just so valuable beyond just what you guys are doing. And I and how do you take that and how do you then figure out how to apply that? Because it's so much more important than even what you guys are doing, really. I don't mean that in a negative way, but it, it is extremely important to what you're doing. But it's there's a way bigger picture there as well that you were just now contributing to, which I think is, is super cool. Yeah, honestly, what I found really interesting, even through the survey, it kind of validated this point that we need to unlearn unhealthy 
you know, habits at the end of the day, right? People of color actually are feeling that generational divide a little bit more at the end of the day. So what's interesting is Mido's coming in and saying, hey, we're going to teach money values and skills, but it's not going to be overwhelming, right? It's going to be fun. It's going to be engaging. We're going to keep that dialogue going between parents and kids, and it's going to be at the home, right? We're going to try to break that generational divide. So that's where I feel like we're making that proactive statement with the Mido app. I know there's, um, there's an element of, of marketing that's a bit controversial, whereas, you know, a product like this, definitely you want to get the parents buy-in because there's there's it's a, it's a great tool. But you almost want to create an ad that's fun and playful for kids, too. Legally, I'm, I don't remember what the rules are in Canada. I know you're not legally allowed to, to market to under 14, I think it is, if I remember back to my much music days when they <laughs> they said they were over 18. But But how do you balance that on the marketing side of things? Because you want kids to also understand it is it only through the parents that you guys are able to to get through that yeah it's a great question and we actually take the stance that we don't market to anyone under the age of majority so 18 um uh and that is really you know a stance that we take um on the bank side of things we want to make sure that people yeah capacity to make responsible decisions when it comes to their finance and so parents act as a really important facilitator of understanding, but we really do want young people to also engage. We want them to, you know, um, be be motivated. What we heard even in the survey um, is that almost half of those surveys, so about 49%, uh, find that their kids are way more motivated to learn about money than they were at that age. And so we're starting to see this trend where young people want to learn. And, you know, I don't know if it's social media. I don't know if it's the rise of like this talk of crypto, who knows how it's coming about, but kids are really eager and, and have the, the, the want and the, to know uh, more about money. And so, um, you know, how we find ourselves engaging teens and young people is really through, through content um, and being able to create really valuable resources online that they can access for free um, and just making sure that the mass population of Canada is also equipped and has the ability to um, start to have an informed relationship with different things. Like, how do you find your first job and how does yeah. that impact it with money and how do you go about buying the skin uh, in the game that you want to do um, and what would the impact of buying that be now versus if you were to try and wait and save and buy something maybe a bit larger. So that needs versus want conversation. So really the the uh, approach that we take is, you know, marketing is uh, predominantly focused on uh, parents, but we do want to create a brand that has immense value to teens and to young people. And so we do that through a mechanism of teaching uh, in a way that we hope is maybe a bit more accessible than other um, uh, financial kind of products and institutions might talk about money. Ladies, you know, this is um, incredible work that you guys are doing. Thank you so much for sharing it with our audience here. We're so happy to be able to relay this message for you guys and to get the word out on my dough. Um, you know, a little caveat, I'm in Quebec and I still use the app, so don't tell anybody. Shh. Um, but, uh, yeah, you didn't hear it. You didn't hear a thing. Um, but, but really excited about this. Um, it just gives so much more weight to what you guys are doing. And I hope you don't feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, but the weight of the world is on your shoulders in my house. Okay. <laughs> well, we appreciate you hosting us and, you know, being able to talk about the survey and more broadly to talk about Mido, but 
you know, we are so excited to be able to continue to build on what we've done over the past year and really start to forge relationship with Canadian families and teams so that, you know, the next generation um, is talking like, let's get talking about money and let's not make it so taboo. I think, you know, we have an amazing tool, but we also have tons of resources at our disposal to start that. So we're excited for the future. Couldn't have said it better myself. Summer, Angelique, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. You guys at home, it is Mido. Check out the App Store. You can find it there, no matter what platform you're on. And you'll definitely want to explore this one with your kids. We'll be right back. Your Tech Report will be right back. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs> 